Welcome to Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Ken, the number one best-selling author of Sensitivity is Your Superpower, How to Harness Your Gifts, Fulfill Your Purpose, and Create a Life of Joy. And if you are a highly sensitive person like I am and would like some tips on how to have a um, brilliantly fantastic, awesome life as a sensitive soul, check out my free Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guides. You can get that at SensitiveSoulGuide.com. And that's the three ways of navigating your way to more peace, positivity, and personal power. And uh, today is my uh, awesome friend, Ken Rolla, is back on the show. And uh, Mary G actually said to me yesterday, oh, I'm so glad you're having Ken back on the show. I love learning from him. And I said, yes, me too. And I'm so glad as well. Uh, in fact, you know, uh, when Ken and I get together, you know, you know, an hour, two hours, three hours goes by and we That's can't right. even think about the time. So uh, today we are going to be talking about the healing power of pyramids. And this is very interesting to me ever since um, a number of years back. Uh, I learned more about the pyramids like in, in Giza, how they're actually octahedrons, not pyramids, and how it's, uh, if you're going to be inside a shape, you know, your body inside a shape, the pyramids is probably the, the safest place to be <laughs> like no negative energy can uh you know connect with you there as i learned from my mentor marcus bird and he has the pyramid meditation and so that's a wonderful meditation for manifestation as well uh, but you know ken's an amazing brain and i loved um you know tapping his brain to to to, to help us understand uh, exactly how does this work right so so ken has been um you know into all sorts of stuff in the past, you know, electrical engineering, physics, computer science. Uh, he worked a variety of jobs, 23 years in the medical industry, uh, from the patient level all the way to national policy level. He's a cutting-edge researcher, studied with many pioneers in natural health field, including Gabriel Cousins, uh, Dr. Brian, Anna Marie Clement, David Wolf, Dr. Robert Morse, and many, many others. And in 2005, he became certified as a natural health educator by the Hippocrates Health Institute in West Palm Beach, Florida. Florida, and 2006 was honored to work with Coretta Scott King, wife of the late Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and uh, Ken's website is freshandalive.com, and uh, he has uh, developed natural solutions for a lot of different things, including some of the more severe threats to our health, and I think right now, uh, a lot of people are interested in that. Like, what about some of the newer stuff coming in, whether that be uh, bioweapons, um, energy weapons, uh, you know, things like that, and that people are uh, focused on, genetically modified foods, uh, agents in our electromagnetic fields, um, and lots of different things. So I've been to Ken's house and see how he, you know, grows his food and how he eats. And, and I have to say, it's some of the most delicious vegetarian vegan meals that I've ever had in my life um, at his house. And uh, yeah, I mean, I could just set up a tent there and just live there, you know? (laughs) Anyway, uh, so without further ado, welcome, Ken, back to the show. We're so happy to have you. Thank you. you. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. (laughs) It's always fun talking with you, Karen. Uh, thanks, thanks. And uh, we, we are going to you know open up uh, the uh, chat lines as well. So I'm just going to open up the chat here. If you are um, streaming in, you can, you know, post a question here for Ken. And, uh, you know, later on, we'll also unmute callers if you have a question as well. Um, if you call from Skype, we won't unmute you. But if you call from our actual phone number that I can see, we will. Uh, the number to call in is 818-514-1190. Hit 1 so we know your hand is up. 818-514-1190. Okay, so Ken, I mean, we haven't, yeah, I mean, it's been uh, 
uh, just a little while um, when we had you on the show previously. Um, maybe you can, you know, again, give us a little bit of background for the folks that are brand new. Um, how does one go from electrical engineering, you know, to being like a health advocate and, and then now creating all these interesting products that you have to help us uh, self-heal faster? Well, it was, uh, you know, the old saying, um, invention, uh, what is it? Invention is oh, the mother of necessity. Right, the, yeah, the mother, yeah, necessity is the mother of invention. There we go. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I, I had to heal myself. I was born sick and didn't know it and had health problems my whole life and was very hypoglycemic, so everybody knew, you know, if I didn't get enough to eat and enough sleep, I was like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and so... In my 20s, it was was crazy. And in my 20s, it was causing me problems with relationships, particularly with my girlfriend, who's now my wife. And and I wanted to find out if it was, you know, emotional or physical or what. And so I started Mm -hmm. seeking answers. And I worked in the medical system at the time. And so I went to the so-called wellness program that we had at work which was actually going to a hospital because <laughs> I, oh, I worked at the North Carolina <laughs> Hospital Association. So I go to this hospital for their, quote, wellness program, and whatever doctor I met, they had, you know, what I needed. And it was psychiatry and drugs and, you know, this and that and the other. And mm. Of course, none of it would have worked, but I, I knew intuitively that wasn't the answer. And so I started looking elsewhere, and I wound up meeting a lady who had worked with Dr. Gabriel Cousins out in Arizona at the Tree of Life Rejuvenation Center, and he was a world-renowned medical doctor, still is, that does natural healing. And um, so she taught me all about living food and detoxification and stuff like that, and that got me started. And uh, and so then I was, you know, living, my wife and I were living the living foods lifestyle, eating uh, close to 100% raw living sprouted food and um, just eating and living very differently than most people. Got rid of my television and... Um, you know, learn to meditate and that kind of stuff. And so when I moved to Florida from North Carolina and I started meeting people and they would come over to my house and they would see, like, we had a, our, our stove was covered with a cutting board because we didn't cook and, and we didn't have a TV. And when we opened up the fridge, it was all produce and not very, <laughs> not very many bottles and cans. So people would always ask, you know, what what the heck is going on here? And so... So I, I had to explain to them, you know, why we did the lifestyle we did. And um, so uh, after, you know, umpteen two, three-hour conversations about that because people, you know, they wanted to really know more about it, I, got, I was getting tired of it, and I, and I was complaining to a friend of mine, and he said, well, you ought to do a workshop for all these people and teach them all this stuff and then get them off your back. And I thought, hey, that's a great idea. <laughs> so I did that. I, I taught a workshop, and I spent an entire day with about 15 people and showed them living foods lifestyle. I took them to the health food store, showed them what really was really healthy and what wasn't, taught them about detoxification. And then I thought, great, they'll go home now and they'll leave me alone. But they were so fascinated by it. They went and told their friends, and then I had to do another one, and it was bigger. <laughs> and they told their friends, and so it just exploded. And and that was around the time of 9-11, when, when 9-11 mm-hmm. happened. And I had a pottery business at the time. I had been in the medical system for like 23 years, and I was really tired of it. So I got out, and I became a potter. And so I was actually <laughs> working as a potter, <laughs> which was funny. pretty funny. 
Yeah, because when I went to my CEO, I'll never forget this high-paid IT guy is coming to the CEO and saying, uh, I want you to – the way I transitioned is I, I went from a full-time employee to a part-time consultant. And so I went to him and I said, hey, look, I want you to fire me and rehire me as a consultant, and you'll save all this money on benefits and stuff. And and he said, well, why do you want to do that? I said, well, I want to become a potter. And it was so <laughs> it was so far out there. He's like, what's a potter? He, he couldn't conceive of like some guy, some high-paid techie guy, like going right. and chucking home, becoming a potter. Sounds like, oh, that's somebody that makes pottery. He's like, oh, 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 I thought that was some kind of technical term. Right, right. <laughs> so, so I got out of I got out of uh, IT work, got into pottery, and um, was you know just living the lifestyle. And uh, and then and then when I, I did these workshops, you know, it just exploded. Then. 9/11 happened and the pottery business tanked and the live food classes were, you know, going gangbusters. So I just figured, well, this must be the direction I'm supposed to go in. And so that's how I got into natural health. And because of my background in electrical engineering, I went to school for electrical engineering, but I've also worked in a variety of jobs and technical fields. And also in the 90s, I, I bumped into a man who developed a free energy technology named Yule Brown, and learned all about. Uh, free energy technology and alternative physics that were not taught in school. And it, it pretty much busted my whole paradigm from engineering school. Probably 90% of what I learned in engineering school I found was wrong or fundamentally flawed. Yeah, yeah, even math. I mean, you would think math would be like a pretty hardcore. Yeah, math, math. Yeah, but it's not. <laughs> uh, it turns out that uh, there's a lot of assumptions that we make in mathematics that are fundamentally flawed as well. For example, like using base 10 mathematics. You know, we use base 10 math because we have 10 fingers and toes, but it turns out uh, the universe is really structured around base 3, 6, and 9, and 12. And so if we switch to base 6 mathematics, we can figure out all kinds of stuff that we can't very easily figure out with base 10. So there's a lot of stuff like that that I started learning and bumming into, you know, and started seeing advanced technologies that my education, it defied my education. And so I had to revise my understanding of physics and chemistry and biology and everything. And so so that was, you know, back in the 90s was kind of the beginning of me going down this more esoteric path of science and um, and healing. And so because of that background, when I was involved in natural healing and working with individual clients, um, I saw things that most people in natural health weren't seeing, and I understood things that most people weren't understanding. And so it, it's helped me to develop technologies for things like, um, you know, healing and accelerating healing and improving sleep and EMF protection and even um, even balancing the weather believe it or not. Um, you know because you've seen it, but I have uh, developed a technology that can balance the weather for a 75-mile radius, basically just by clearing the air pollution for a 75-mile radius. And so that has some radical um, implications, but um, it's also very much, very much needed these days because we've got weather engineering going on and chemtrailing, right. fuel engineering, all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a big spirit trick, the direction I've headed in with all of this. And now, you know, this this topic today that we're going to talk about with pyramids is very apropos because I've gotten, I've always been interested in pyramids. Even back to, in the 70s, um, I read, you know, Pyramid Power by Patrick Flanagan. 
uh, and uh, was fascinated even back then. But you know, years later, just a few years ago, I met Patrick and became friends. Is he with the him. Crystal Phi guy? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Phi Sciences. He died a year or two ago. Oh. But uh, he he had when he was a kid, he had coated his whole body with mercury. He thought it was really cool, <laughs> and he coated oh, his whole geez. body with mercury. And it poisoned him, and he wound up having to heal himself. But I think ultimately that's part of what got him. Um, but yeah, he wrote this book. Not make all that monoatomic. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wish, you know, and I mean, you know as well as I do. All of this stuff it goes back to our where our mind and emotions are. And he was very wounded because he was a brilliant genius who had developed all these solutions for humanity that could pull us out of all of these problems that we have. And uh, he wasn't allowed to bring him out. You know, the government watched him very, very closely because when he was 11 years old, for a school science fair project, he developed a technique for detecting nuclear detonations anywhere on Earth. And so, yeah, so when he got into the newspaper and the military found out, they they offered him a job at 11 years old, right? So, so anyway, he was. He, he was a brilliant, brilliant man, and a lot of people's work, uh, you know, came from his work, including mm-hmm. my own. And so I had the great fortune of meeting him and becoming friends with him and then wrote the foreword for the last edition of his book, Pyramid Power, and which was a huge honor for me. And um, But, you know, between all of this stuff, I've learned a lot about pyramids and pyramid energy and what we can do with them and... Um, which we can talk about, and it's it's very apropos to be speaking about this subject now because mm, about a month ago, um, I so like three two three two years ago, I I wound up uh, going to India. I met this uh, Indian guru in Florida named uh, Maharshi Patri, and his uh, nickname is Patrici. And Patrici was speaking over in the west coast of Florida, and his folks asked me if I would help. They found me and asked me if I would help uh, market his event. I said, yeah, absolutely, I'll do one better. I'll host him, and so I did. And so we got to be speakers on the same program, and we met each other and just hit it off. And, uh, and he invited me to come to India and visit these, uh, this, these pyramids that he built and, and, and this pyramid conference that he has every year, which is amazing. And, you know, when they told me about it, they emailed me, and they said, yeah, you'll be speaking in front of – 15,000 people, and I thought it was a typo, so I thought, yeah, it's like 1,500 people. <laughs> but when I got there, it turns out it was 15,000 people because wow. they had built this giant pyramid, like 200 and some feet tall pyramid. They can seat 6,000 people, and they use it for meditation. And so wow. this guy teaches meditation with pyramids, which you know, we can talk about. But pyramids can enhance meditation, and so he's been mm-hmm. teaching for like 30, 40 years, and he has helped a bunch of people heal from major life-threatening illness just with meditation and pyramids. Hmm. And apparently some very influential people, including the Prime Minister of India, Modi, and the President, and a bunch of ministers of parliament, and high-level bankers, and business people, and very wealthy people, all kinds of people, and everything in between, you know, down to very, very poor folks. He's... He's helped thousands upon thousands of people and taught this meditation with pyramids. And so he wound up getting funding to build these two giant pyramids, one uh, outside of Hyderabad um, 
and one outside of Bangalore. And, the and one they're all 250 of, feet tall? Yeah, they're huge. I mean, he's altogether... What are they made of? Uh, these ones are made out of steel. Um, oh. They're they're like steel girders, and uh, they're they're just huge. Uh, actually, if you go to pyramidvalley.org, you can see uh, one of hmm. them. It, it, it towers above the landscape. But... It, yeah, it's gigantic, and they have these platforms inside with a staircase up to it where the king's chamber would be in the pyramid. So you can go in there and meditate, and it's just amazing. So I went there, and I spoke, and I, and I you know, went in the pyramids and meditated them every, every day for hours and just had amazing experiences. And um, But lots and lots of people were getting healed of major diseases with these pyramids, and including some very influential people. And that's how these pyramids got funded. There was a very wealthy businessman named Shreyans Daga, who um, actually his whole life was a mess, and he wasn't wealthy. He, he inherited a business from his father uh, when his dad died, and the business was failing and losing huge amounts of money. And he met Padraji, and Padraji taught him. And he, oh, and the guy had cancer also, right? So he's got cancer, huh? and his whole life is a mess. Patrick teaches in meditation with pyramids, and he completely turns his life around, and in 30 days, 30 days he heals himself of cancer. So wow. he became a huge believer in pyramid meditation, and, he's, and he turned the business around and became very, very wealthy. And so he funded the construction of, I think, both of these pyramids, um, for sure the one in Pyramid Valley. And I'm sure he spent millions and millions of dollars because they built this beautiful resort uh, at the one at Pyramid Valley. It's just magnificent. Mm. And they want to turn it into a world-class healing center, which I'm going to be helping them with. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, so, th- so th- you know, this was going on. And but even before that, probably six, seven years ago, uh, when I was still on Facebook, um, Sam Osmanagic, who dis- the archaeologist who discovered the Bosnian pyramid, which um, right now he says they're the largest pyramids in the world. There's probably larger ones hiding that we don't know about, like in Antarctica, for example. But um, at any rate, he found these huge pyramids that everybody thought were mountains. Uh, the largest pyramid, they called the Pyramid of the Sun, is so big that it could cover the neighboring town next to it. <laughs> yeah. So everybody just thought they were mountains, but they were <laughs> pyramid-shaped. And he recognized where they were, and he started excavating them. And because they weren't the typical monolithic stone construction, mm-hmm. mainstream archaeology poo-pooed them, and also because mm. they would completely change human history because they've carbon dated these things to like uh, 38,000 years old. Mm. But they're, I think they're actually much, much older. But anyway, so Sam, I'm on Facebook, and Sam's PR guy, who's an American guy, starts messaging me and sending me videos of some of their latest discoveries. And they didn't know what they had. They were trying to figure out what the heck this stuff was. For example, you know, pyramid complexes usually have rivers running through them, even like the Giza uh, pyramids. Oh, really? Yeah, back in the day they had water because it's a part of the energy system. They're, They're energy systems. So, uh, so the same thing with the Bosnian pyramids. They've got these pyramids around these this river that snakes through them, and this is over miles, you know, miles of area. And the the river had these these stone formations that appeared to be man-made or hum- made by somebody because they it was like somebody put these vertical concrete slabs in the bottom of the river. 
and it angled mm-hmm. them exactly 45 degrees from the bank to the center of the of the river, and then they ended before they got to the middle of the river. So it basically toward the edges of the river. It created this shallow area, and they they if you can imagine slabs of concrete stood vertically, and they're okay. lined up side by side. But they're not all lined up so their tops are even. Their tops are at different levels, you know, maybe a foot or two apart. So the water, as it, as it travels over the, the bottom of this river where these slabs are, it has to go up and down over the surface of these slabs that are at different heights. And so it makes the water vortex. And then they're all angled at 45 degrees down toward the flow of the river. And then they stop maybe 20, 30 feet apart at the center of the river. So it creates this shallow area on each side of the river where the water is rippling over these slab ends and vortexing. And then it, because the slabs are at 45-degree angles, it channels the water down into the center where it's deeper. And what that does is it structures the water homeopathically and it makes it much more healthy and healing and better for crops and all kinds of stuff. Mm. So there's miles and miles of this, right? So he's showing me these videos of this and a bunch of other structures that they had found inside the pyramids where they were excavating, and they didn't know what they were. And I said, well, it looks to me like that's a classic um, Schauberger water structuring uh, st- structure where, you know, I explained it to him like I did you guys. And mm-hmm. and I said, you know, if you check that water, I'll bet you it's highly structured. And he said, we already have, and it is. And mm-hmm. so... So I started explaining the physics of what was going on to these various things that they were seeing, and he was forwarding it to Sam. Mm. So Sam and where's Sam? Sam where is, is in Bosnia. Yeah, he's, okay. he, he lives in Sarajevo, at the capital of Bosnia, and these pyramids okay. are maybe a half hour away from the capital. Okay. And so, so um, Sam starts emailing me, and we're emailing back and forth. And then, uh, I don't know, a year or two later, uh, I decided I got to go to the Bosnian Pyramid. So they were having all kinds of amazing healings. They excavated these tunnels that went inside the pyramids, and people were going inside of there and drinking the pyramid water and meditating for a couple hours a day and getting healed of major diseases like stage four cancer and blindness and all kinds of crazy stuff. And so I wanted to see, you know, I wanted to see these pyramids. And so I went out there. And I just went as a tourist, and I'm walking around doing the tour with Sam and everybody and looking at everything. But as Sam was explaining things, I could see that he didn't understand the physics of a lot of the structures. So I started explaining to him the physics. And so he he asked me to speak at the conference that day. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, oh, okay. Right, right. You're just like, oh, I'm I'm not prepared. Yeah, I I don't have a presentation (laughs) prepared, but I spoke for a couple hours, and there was a big... Oh yeah, it was it was really cool. And there was a there were, there were about seventy French people. This is a group of probably three hundred people, and there was about seventy French people there with a tour. And uh, I wound up getting invited to France because of that talk, and I wound up speaking in France about pyramid energy. But um, so yeah. But the the thing that I saw with the Bosnian pyramids is there somebody took huge amounts of clay and river rock. There were all these round river rocks that were, you know, usually pretty small, maybe about the size of a baseball or so. And they basically built layer upon layer of clay and these river rocks. And they built this pyramid that way. And then they had tunnels in it and they had different 
areas inside the pyramids with different structures. Like they, they found these really interesting large, what they thought at first were stones. They looked like a giant river rock, but it would be like six, seven, eight feet across. Mm. And they analyzed them and discovered they weren't rock. They were actually fired clay. So somebody wow. actually made giant, like flat, maybe a, let's say 18 inches tall and maybe eight feet across these these what looked like big giant river rocks, real smooth, but they were hollow inside. They analyzed them with x-rays and stuff, and they found out they were hollow inside, and they had some kind of powder inside, mm-hmm. which is Ormus. Mm-hmm. So they had these big man-made stones with Ormus inside, and these stones would put out these really strong skater fields, and people would sit around them and get healed of stuff. Wow. And, and this is inside bars. the Bosnian period? Inside, pyramids? deep. Yeah, deep inside oh, the Bosnian pyramid. Okay. And so... So there's all this energetics inside the tunnels that's very healing, and people are getting healed of major stuff. And I go in there, and, um, and of course, Sam, he's not your typical archaeologist. He's a really, really amazing guy, and he's very, I think he's very intuitive, and I think he really balances the masculine and the feminine really beautifully. And so, so he's a hardcore scientist, and he does hard science on this stuff and measures everything. But he also will do things like bring in teams of psychics and have them tune in to where artifacts are, and then he'll have them you know, tell them where to dig, and then he'll go dig, and every time they find stuff. Wow. So they found runes, which are you know, little stones with writing on them, uh, some ancient language that nobody knows what it is. And um, they found various artifacts. But initially, when they were first digging it out, you know, the mainstream archaeologists poo-pooed them and said that mm-hmm. these aren't pyramids, these are just natural mountains and blah, blah, blah. No, but they prove, now they prove unequivocally that's not the case because they've measured it in various ways. They've flown uh, drones over them with different measuring equipment, testing the, like, infrared and ultrasonic mm-hmm. waves coming off of it, and it generates electricity and charge in the atmosphere and all kinds of stuff. It also, they've measured uh, a vortex coming off the tip of the pyramids um, that the other mountains around don't have. Even mountains that look like pyramids, because there are some around Bonzi that look like pyramids, but they're not. And they don't have any. Ah. So, so Sam has spent, since 2006, when he started excavating them, he's been proving that these things are actual pyramids. And then, like I say, you know, they've got them opened up enough now, they've got enough tunnels open up that people are going in there and drinking the pyramid water. Because these pyramids, we can get into the physics of them and what they really are, but they pull water up from the ground because the water underground is high in monoatomic elements, also known as ormus, which we talked about in our last interview. Mm-hmm. And they're anti-gravitational. You know, they want to levitate up to the surface. And normally they're held underground by soil. Uh, and they come up at aquifers, and that's why spring water is very healing because it's high in monoatomics because it levitates mm. up the surface. But when you build a pyramid, it pulls on the ormus much stronger, and so water starts coming up. And so they found all these underground ponds of this pristine ancient water inside this pyramid that is extremely high in monoatomics, and it's extremely healing. It's a highly structured water, and so they sell the water, right? It's really funny. They actually sell the water? They sell the water. Is it they, enough? They, yeah, they they can't sell it, like, they can't bottle it and sell it, uh, like, internationally, which they'd like to do, but um, but it would take a lot of money and regulation and stuff that they don't have. So 
So they're they're bottling what they can and just selling it locally at the pyramids. And so oh. they'll sell like an eight ounce uh, eight ounce bottle of water for like twenty U.S. dollars, right? And then they'll mm-hmm. tell people because you can take a tablespoon of this water and put it in a half gallon of water, and it will structure the the water, mm-hmm. you know, just a little bit. So they're telling people take this eight ounces of water and put it in a big container of water and structure the water with it, right? Well. What I was doing when I was there was I was buying cases of stuff. <laughs> Even though they do have um they have some faucets around the pyramids that actually have pyramid water that you can drink for free. And I was guzzling that. But I but I wanted to support them. So I bought like probably twenty four bottles of this stuff at, at twenty bucks a pop. You know, what cheap. Wow. And I'm guzzling it the whole time I'm there, right? And so I was up on stage when I was doing a presentation and, uh, you know, all of the people in the audience had been told to dilute the water. And so they see me up on stage with bottles of this stuff just slugging it down. The whole time I'm talking, I'm slugging down bottles of this water. And people are like, their eyes are all big, and they're like, what the heck? And I saw the audience looking at me like, well, what's the matter? And they're like, aren't you afraid to be drinking so much of that water? And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. And so anyway, but it did have an effect, a good effect, because, number one, I felt great. I had lots of energy. But when I first got there, you know, I was exhausted from 24 hours of travel. I mean, it takes 24 hours mm-hmm. to get there. And so, you know, it was exhausting. And I had worked too much. I hadn't had enough sleep. So I was just wiped out when I got there. And I always go into the tunnels when I get there. And I just lay down and meditate for hours and just heal up. And so after drinking all this pyramid water, when I would go down in these tunnels, Sam would let me go in places where the public couldn't go because they hadn't they hadn't buttressed it to make it safe for the public, you know. And I would go down these little tunnels that would be only like three, four feet high and lay down and meditate. Wow. Right? So you'll appreciate this, and your audience will. I can't talk about this to a lot of audiences, but yeah, in this case, I, I was – down in this tunnel, laying there on his bench, um, meditating and just recovering and resting. And all these non-physical beings were coming in and visiting, and it was hilarious. Like, um started out these four huge fairies. They looked like something straight out of a Walt Disney movie. They were like these four white fairies wearing little dresses and had little... They didn't have wands, but they had these little sticks. They were like a like a chopstick, but it looked like a like a like a beam of light that was rainbow colored. And they came in and were giggling. They were real funny and happy and giggly, and they were giggling. And they and I'm laying there, and they said, "Can we help heal you?" And I was like, "Yeah, absolutely." And so they hovered over me. And these these, these fairies are like four feet tall. They're huge. For wow. Me. I think it was a fairy, right? Whatever they were. <laughs> But they're giggling and laughing, and they start shooting these these light needles out of their little wands into me, and I could feel oh. them zinging me all over. And they looked like little like little laser beams of rainbow-colored light, and they would hit me and zing me and zing me. And then after half an hour of this, I, I felt great, I felt like a million bucks. And so they left. Amazing. I think. And, yeah, and then all these other there were all these other entities, you know, positive entities coming in. People I knew in past lives, like Native Americans that I had been members of their tribe, you know, came to visit and all kinds. Of, it was it was crazy. Wow. So, so the veil is really thin there. 
very thin. And it turns out Sam works with this archaeologist slash historian named Sue Jones, who is also very, very psychic. So she's mm. one of the psychics who tells him where to dig. And so I asked her, I told her about my experience. She said, oh, yeah, I see them all the time. And I said, well, have you ever seen any negative entities in there? And she said, only one time. And it was when they accidentally excavated a tunnel that wasn't really a tunnel. And so she said that she was down in there, and she saw some really nasty entity, and she told Sam to fill it back in that it wasn't a tunnel, and so he did. But otherwise, it's like it's full of all these beings that are in there helping people heal of major stuff. And, of course, most people don't see them and don't know it. But that's part of what's going on in this pyramid. And so it's really a combination of people drinking the pyramid water, which raises the superconductivity in their body and allows the body to regenerate cells and heal the way it normally would, but it radically accelerates. It brings a lot more light into the body, too. When you're in a pyramid, you're being blasted by you know, this light energy that scientists call skater energy. And uh, it goes by other names as well, which I think we talked about on our last interview when I was talking about Ormus. But um, so so anyway, you know, so this is some of my experience with pyramids. Them going to Bosnia several times and speaking and teaching and seeing all these amazing experiences. And then Sam also, he had um, Sue take uh, a small group to an archaeological site that was away from the Bosnian pyramids that only local people knew about. There was an obelisk out in the woods. Mm. Beautiful woods. And it, it looked like fairyland. I mean, this place was just pristine. It was magnificent. And there were these, they had these big stone um, monoliths out in this, like, in this area, kind of around. It was kind of like a little Stonehenge. Uh, but yeah, they weren't Stonehenge. <laughs> yeah, it was very much like that. And then up from that, up this hill, there was this other obelisk just out in the woods by itself. And it was made out of some white stone that was about 15 feet tall. And it had carvings on it. And it was, you know, p- people can think of like the Washington Monument. You know, it's an obelisk like that, but it was about mm-hmm. 15 feet tall. And the corners of the obelisk were carved into ropes, like these big, like a big rope, you know. And then it went up to the top, and then the top, on the top of the obelisk, you've got a little pyramid. And on the top of that pyramid, they had carved a stone ball at the top of the pyramid. And then on the sides of this pyramid, this is very interesting, they had some language that nobody knew what it was, some ancient language, nobody knew what it was. Archaeologists had been there, and they didn't know what it was. And they also had these little humanoid figures carved into it with alligator heads. Ooh. reptilians right so when i had been in the what what fascinated me about that was when i had been in the pyramids meditating one of the things that i would ask was in meditation was who built these pyramids and you know sam carbon dated them to thirty-eight thousand years from artifacts he found inside of them but they're way way older than that and what i was told in this meditation i was actually shown there was a race of beings they were not human and they lived underground. They lived deep underground. And I don't know if they're still there. They might still be. But they lived deep underground. They were bigger than humans, um, maybe seven, eight feet tall. And they were kind of more muscular. And they wore these suits that were kind of like a... There was a movie called Crawl that is the closest thing I could say to what these things looked like. But in the in the Crawl movie, there were these soldiers that had these 
kind of exoskeleton suits, and uh, that's kind of what these what I was seeing in this meditation. But I was told that there there were these people that lived inside the earth that built them a long, long time ago, like over a hundred thousand years ago. And so, uh, so anyway, and here on this, and you know, I've spoken about this before. I think probably on interviews with you and, and elsewhere that I've had encounters with reptilian ETs. So when I'm looking at this obelisk out in the woods and looking at its structure, I'm analyzing the physics of it and going, this is a communication device. I said, mm. I think what, what's going on with this is people would sit in a circle around this obelisk and they would communicate telepathically with other people, maybe other people around the world and maybe their gods, extraterrestrials, whatever. But they were using it for communication, right? And so Sue, who's an archaeologist and a psychic, and she's sitting there, as I'm saying this, going, that's exactly what my guides are saying, except she said, they're showing me that they would have three concentric rings of people sitting around this thing. And they would create a, they would create a vortex of energy by using their thoughts to spin energy, like the three rings of people, they would spin the energy in opposite directions, which creates mm. a scalar wave vortex, which is one of the things we can do. And so... Um, so she said, that reminds exactly me of the movie what. Avatar. While, while they're exactly. in circles. Yeah. Exactly. The yeah. There was a yeah. lot of hidden information in that movie Avatar. Uh, when oh, you yeah. know about Ormus and Skater Energy and how you can do things with it, there was a lot of hidden stuff in there. There was stuff in there about mycelium, you know, plants and mycelium and, and mushrooms and all kinds of stuff in that movie. Ormus, you know, the floating rocks in the, the scenes in that movie? That's mm-hmm. Ormus. Monoatomic mm-hmm. elements will float. So, right. you know, a lot of really interesting disclosure in that movie. Um, so anyway, so I, you know, so I'm getting exposed to all this pyramid stuff, and I had always had an interest in it. And, you know, and I had also, back around 2011, I had developed, um, actually it was more earlier than that, it was probably around 2005 or 2006, I developed this skater energy device, a little pocket device you could put in your pocket and it would protect you against EMF and it would help with sleep and stuff. I called it the stress shield. So I was building these skater circuits. I developed, I studied Tesla and all these different people's work and I had developed a digital circuit that could create skater waves the way Tesla did with electromechanical means and the way the pyramids do with purely, you know, mechanical means. And um, and it was helping people with sleep and accelerating healing and um, you know, protecting against EMF and that kind of stuff. And I wound up developing a little pyramid-shaped device called the Rest Shield, which was even stronger and worked better and had more applications for various things, including plant growth and stuff like that. And then that, um, when when Fukushima, the Fukushima nuclear disaster occurred, by that point I had already had two clients from from uh, Chernobyl that were, one was a quadriplegic and one was a paraplegic. And I had helped them heal completely uh, with, you know, diet and detoxification and skater energy and stuff. And so I knew that the Fukushima fallout was going to be hitting the U.S., you know, within a couple of weeks. And sure enough, it did. So I was looking for a way to neutralize the radioactivity and the fallout and um, studied it and wound up developing this device, uh, which you've seen, and it's on our website, called the Home Shield. And... I developed it really to to clear the Fukushima f- nuclear fallout, but what I discovered was it clears all air pollution out of the atmosphere for, for a 75-mile radius. 
So it also stopped the chemtrails. We were getting chemtrailed heavily back in those days. It was like 2011. Uh. Getting heavily, heavily chemtrailed. And it really irked me. And so when I put this device out, suddenly the chemtrails disappeared. And I did not see one chemtrail for like 11 months. And then... uh, and I discovered, you know, Florida is the lightning capital of the world. And in in our house, for example, in my in my my business, every summer, summer is when you get the most lightning storms. Every summer, <laughs> we would lose equipment to the lightning, even though we've got everything on surge protectors and all that. We would still lose equipment because of the lightning, right? Because I mean, almost every day you have a, a thunderstorm and a lightning. Um, and after putting that device out, I discovered that. Not only did it clear the chemtrails and the nuclear fallout, because we were doing rainwater tests and stuff and determining this, um, I discovered that it balanced the weather. And so we stopped having these severe lightning storms. We would get rain. We would get the normal rain and everything, but we didn't get the lightning and all the severe wind and tornadoes and even hurricanes. Well, I discovered that it stops hurricanes, right? So we put them out, and uh, it makes hurricanes fall apart and go away because hurricanes and tornadoes and severe weather is the earth attempting to clean the atmosphere and balance itself. And so when we keep polluting it, you know, then it creates this, you know, you get basically you get a strong electric charge in the atmosphere that creates all the severe weather. So the home shield creates this big vortex, just like a pyramid does, mm. that it's like an upside down tornado of energy. And the point of the vortex is out in space. And at ground level, the vortex from the home shields may be a quarter mile in diameter. And so it acts like a vacuum cleaner in the atmosphere, and it's vibrational. Oh, it operates. Yeah, it, it operates. It's frequency-based. So it, it, it resonates at the Schumann resonance, which is the frequency that the Earth's atmosphere is supposed to be pulsing at but no longer does, right. and for various reasons. And so it, it creates the frequency that's supposed to be there, and then what happens is it just sucks all that pollution out into space. It doesn't throw the weather off. It doesn't unbalance the weather. It just clears pollution out of the atmosphere. But when you do that, that balances the charge in the atmosphere, and then you get normal weather for your area. And so I was just flabbergasted when first I was like, no chemtrails all of a sudden, and no droughts. We had had droughts and fires. We had almost had to evacuate our house one time for a 1,200-acre fire near our house because of the droughts Mm -hmm. and stuff. All that went away. We started getting normal weather. We get no more rainfall, no more droughts, no more. And used to be you could drive around Florida and you would smell this stench of burning bog because there were all these bog fires all across Florida because when lightning would hit the ground when it was so dry, it would create a fire underground and this peat would burn underground and it would smoke for you know hundreds of acres and it would just stink up a whole huge area. All that went away. And, uh, we, you know, we started putting these around different parts of Florida. We put them all over the East Coast, and we got a few on the West Coast. And wherever we put them, all this, these problems go away. Now, when and, you say where you put them, are these at friends' homes or something? Or Some of it is friends' homes. Some of it is um, stewards that we – people that we knew that we knew would, would uh, be good stewards for the devices. And then some are just ones that people bought, you know, because we started telling ah. people about it. And uh, so, yeah, we've got the east coast of Florida pretty well protected. So whenever you see a hurricane coming, you know, they'll they'll come up and they always, they either go south of Florida or they go up the east coast and they fall apart and go away. 
And in, oh, maybe uh, it's probably five, six years ago, Dr. Joseph Mercola, who, you know, has got the largest natural health website in the world, world Mercola.com, um, he, you know, he moved to Florida. And I knew his girlfriend, and I met him and started, you know, hanging out with him a little bit and, and got to know him. And um, I turned him on to sprouting, first of all, because he got into sprouting and he was having terrible results. So I turned him on to sprouting with Ormus and Skater Energy, and he got all excited about that. And then uh, that kind of opened him up. And I gave him a home shield, which he thought was totally bogus, but um, <laughs> but he took it. You know, it was like I gave him one, and he, he took it, and he put it out, and he didn't. He wasn't expecting anything, but then guess what? A hurricane comes by his house, and it didn't do any damage. Um, it was about 75 miles. It stayed exactly the distance offshore of the field of his device. Wow, so wow. Exactly cool. that distance. <laughs> in the six-mile radius around his house, they got no wind, no damage, no beach erosion, no nothing, right? So he calls me up, and he's all excited, and he's like, your device saved my house. I want to bring this out to the world. I want to develop it. Blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, no, 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 no. It's like, I want to stay alive. Like, you, you, can't, you can't bring this out in mass to the public. And so, uh, so, but at any rate, so there are a lot of people like him, you know, some high-profile people that have them that don't talk about them. He won't talk about it because he said it's too woo-woo for his audience. But really, I think it's because, I mean, look at what he's doing now. He's exposing all the COVID stuff, and he's getting attacked right and left. So mm. I'm sure he just doesn't want to add something to the plate. But, yeah, so there's there's all these crazy applications that we can do with this stuff, and people themselves can do this. This is one of the things I've been teaching about. Um, so we can, you know, we can talk about how this works and what pyramids really are, and what we can do with them, and you know what we ourselves can do with them. Yeah, um, yeah, that's great. I mean, I have tons of questions, you know, related to the okay. pyramids. Well, if you I'll got any questions, Dan, and you go can, ahead. Yeah, and you can do them in whatever order you feel is is you know uh, makes the most sense. Um, yeah. Some of the questions that I've had and other people have had as well is, you know, given that you ha- have created technology you know, like the home shield and the rest shield, um, is it still beneficial to have a pyramid inside the home? For example, like a copper pyramid, like James created one uh, as a Christmas present to both of us a couple of years ago. It's about five feet. Um, each side is about five feet. And um, you know, it's still helpful to sit in it, even though the real pyramids are actually octahedrons, not actual just pyramids is it still beneficial and then if it is uh, is it bigger the better and if that is uh there's like the nubian pyramid and the giza type pyramid shape is, is there one shape that is better than the other and um is it worthwhile having you know pyramids like to put your food in or smaller pyramids so i know that was a lot of questions but um, <laughs> well those are good questions and i can answer them all um so so, yeah, first of all, it helps to understand what a pyramid is. And um, the short answer is, yes, you, you definitely can still use pyramids even if you've got my devices around. I've got my devices all over the place. I've got my home shield outdoors, and I'm still going to build a big pyramid on my property. This is one of the things I'm really excited about right now is I'm going to build about a 25-, 30-foot-tall pyramid for meditation on my property, and I'm going to put one of my home shields inside of it, and that's going to be interesting. Ooh. And I'm also going to build all these other energetics into it, like you know, uh, the slab that it's on is going to have quartz powder and crystals and stuff in it, and all kinds of cool things. Um, so there's a lot we can do to enhance it. But, yeah, you definitely can – 
still use pyramids even with my devices um, because they'll amplify each other. Um, mm-hmm. So what a pyramid really is is an antenna. And it helps to understand some fundamentals because if you understand some fundamentals, then you can extrapolate and apply this to different things that I might not even think about. I mean, it's like when I develop my devices, people start using them for all kinds of crazy things that I never imagined, like putting my skater discs in their refrigerators to make their food last longer and you know all kinds of stuff. Um, so a pyramid is an antenna, and you have to understand a little bit about the energetics of the cosmos as to why they work and, and how we can use them. So... The, of course, the, the cosmos is a big matter energy system, and, but it's actually energy comes first, matter comes second. So this 3D physical universe that we're living in is actually kind of, it's energy that's kind of slowed down and coagulated into matter. And the way that it works is this, there's this energy that comes from the centers of galaxies, and where it comes from before that we don't really know, but... Um, but we do know that there's this, this superluminal light that emanates from the centers of galaxies. You know, it's been discovered, even in mainstream science now, that there are big black holes, what they call black holes, at the centers of all galaxies. And what these black holes really are are superluminal suns, which just means yeah. that they're suns that are putting out light energy, but the light energy is traveling millions of times faster than the conventional speed of light that we're familiar with. And so scientists will call it dark energy or dark matter or whatever, or solar winds or all these unscientific names. But what it really is is superluminal light. And so to our eyes and to our instruments, it appears to be invisible or black, and it's not easily measured. Um, but that energy comes zooming out of the centers of galaxies, and it spirals as it goes, and it branches as it goes, which scientists call fractaling. And so this energy mm-hmm. is spiraling and fractaling as it goes outward from the center of the galaxy. And it's relayed through all of the suns and the planets because it's been discovered by people like Nassim Harriman and, and others that all planets and suns have these black holes at their centers, which are also <laughs> little superluminal suns. But they act like portals. All of these, quote, black holes, these superluminal suns, they act like portals for this energy. And so they're like nodes on a network that relay this energy through this cosmic web of, of energy. And so it, it comes from the center of the galaxy and it's relayed outward from sun to sun to sun and to the planets in this big cosmic web of energy. And it, eventually it gets to us from our sun and it comes up from the center of the earth. And so this is why you have a lot of these practices like Qigong and Tai Chi and other energy exercises where you're bringing energy down from above into the crown chakra and up from mm-hmm. below into the root chakra, this is what you're doing. You're using your own physiology and your own consciousness to bring more of this energy into your physical body for various benefits, including healing and enhancing consciousness and improving your ability to manifest your reality and all kinds of stuff. So understanding that, this energy also creates fields. It creates these these energetic fields called skater fields. Well, ma- uh, military scientists will call them skater fields. Uh, mainstream science isn't very familiar with this stuff. But these fields are always spherical-shaped, right? Energy fields are pretty much of any kind. They're, they're spherical-shaped. And so when, these, when you get a bunch of these fields together, for example, like the, the black hole at the center of the Earth, it's actually a whole bunch of smaller spheres of energy or fields of energy that intersect and create this geometry. 
because if you th- if you think about it, um, if you look at the flower of life, for example, okay, if you've ever seen a drawing of the flower of life, it's a whole bunch of circles that intersect, right? And if you can draw lines between those intersections, and you can create triangles and cubes and the platonic solids, you know, all these different geometric shapes. So out of these round fields, these spherical fields intersecting, you create straight line geometry. And that straight line geometry is what creates the geometry of the cosmos. And so the mm-hmm. platonic solids, the tetrahedron, the cube, the octahedron, all these different shapes, they come from the intersection of these energetic fields, and that energy slows down and it kind of coagulates into physical matter at the subatomic level. So when you look inside of atoms, you know, we've been taught what's called the Bohr model of the atom. And the Bohr model of the atom uh, is completely wrong, but it, it, it basically uh, we're taught that atoms are like these little solar systems where you've got you know, the nucleus of the atom. It's got these various particles in it, the proton and the neutron, and then you've got electrons spinning around it. That much is correct. We, we, we know that much is correct from various experiments. And a man named Elmer Nemus back in the 1940s and 50s developed a microscope that could magnify optically five million. Oh, yeah, I just saw that. I think he did yeah, that last time. That was friend. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. incredible. So he, he could see inside of like – actually, if you go online and you can Google Nemescope, N-E-M-E-S-C-O-P-E, Nemescope, and go to Google Images, you can see pictures of the inside of iron atoms. So he was able to verify – certain things about atomic structure, which is really fascinating, and molecular structure. Um, But we know now that inside these atoms, you don't have smaller and smaller and smaller particles. Mainstream science, um, whenever they find a new property at the subatomic level, they just make up a new imaginary particle and call them, you know, quarks or leptons or muons or gluons or whatever. That's all nonsense. That's not how it works. Ah, okay, okay. Once you get below the proton level and the, and the, elect, the neutron and electron level, what you have are geometric patterns of light. And so these geometric patterns of light kind of coagulate into the proton and the neutron and the electron. And so... Energy comes first, matter comes second. So that, and what that implies also is we're living in a holographic universe because when you look far enough down inside of atoms, you've got a hologram. It's, mm-hmm. it's made of light. So, so what pyramids are and, and other geometric shapes that resonate with this energy coming from the sun and coming from the uh, earth they can capture that energy just like an antenna can capture energy and then rebroadcast it in a localized field. And in the case of a pyramid, you know, it's capturing energy coming up from the center of the Earth. It's also capturing energy coming down from the sun and the cosmos. And then it rebroadcasts it in a donut-shaped toroidal field around it. And it also creates a double helix vortex of skater waves up through the tip and other types of energy as well. And so this is why Sam... Osman Agic, when he was, we were, I was on a team of engineers and physicists, and we were analyzing the Bosnian pyramids. And, they, and when we flew a drone up over the pyramid, there was infrared energy and there was other kinds of energy and skater waves that could be measured. And they mapped out that it was coming out in this double helix vortex, just like DNA, right? Wow. So there's a reason. There's a reason why DNA is the double helix that it is because. We're taught that the DNA is 
the, the genetic blueprint of our bodies and all, all living organisms, but it, actually what it really is is a superconducting antenna. It's a fractal antenna that picks up this scalar energy of consciousness that's flowing through the cosmos that ultimately is coming from the centers of these galaxies. So this energy that's flowing out of the centers of galaxies, what it really is is God, what we would call God consciousness. It has intelligence. It's not just like some light energy that's, you know, dead and dumb. It has intelligence. And we can see uh, evidence of this in certain mainstream experiments like something called the double slit experiment where you shine Mm. light through two slits in a piece of paper or whatever. And sometimes on the other side you'll get evidence of waves and sometimes you'll get evidence of particles. And so they call it particle wave duality. And what really is going on is is that you have this energy can act like waves and particles both. If you can imagine like a wave of light that's chopped up into pieces, so it's a wave, it's flowing as a wave, but it's also made of particles kind of. Uh, they call them wavicles. Kind of like uh, you can imagine if you were turning a flashlight on and on really fast, like billions of a second on and off. So the waves of energy are coming out, but they're being cut on and off really fast. You're kind of getting, you're getting waves, but you're also getting little pieces of waves. So it's like particles of waves. So that's kind of how consciousness is made uh, up. And so we're little antennas, all living organisms, whether it's a human being or a dog or a cat or a plant or an insect or a microbe. All living organisms are fractal antennas that capture this God consciousness coming from the cosmos and coming from our sun and coming from the earth and we capture it we put our own frequency on it and then we're walking around rebroadcasting this field around us with this toroidal field around us and then we also can create vortexes and so this is why meditation and qigong and tai chi and all of these kinds of energy exercises work to heal things or to improve manifesting our reality whatever it's because this energy is what everything is made of and consciousness mm. slows it down and coagulates it into this 3D reality that we're living in. So we're creating this collectively, we're creating this, this physical reality. And therefore, we can alter the matter with our minds and we can, we can change things. We can physically change things. We can heal our bodies, but we can also alter matter. And this is how people like Yuri Geller and, and other people that are very gifted this way, they can teleport things with their mind and and change matter and bend spoons and all kinds of things. So that is so cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. I had an idea, Ken. I was like, you know, how people have, um, you know, sometimes like we were talking about, um, you know, heavy metal poisoning and things like that. I mean, theoretically, and maybe not so theoretically, with our consciousness, it is uh, very possible. And I got, you know, word from God recently that we're at this ascension stage right now where we, we can do this, is basically we can intend to um, uh, deconstruct, if you will, these harmful heavy metals, such as lead and mercury and things like that, aluminum, in our bodies into its monoatomic forms and therefore heal ourselves through what used to be toxic. And same thing with other toxic chemicals, that we can actually br- uh, break them down or, or deconstruct them into their monoatomics. And my understanding from you is that when lead and mercury and other things that are toxic are broken down to their monoatomic uh, counterparts that then it becomes actually enormous and it's positive. Yes. Did I yes, get that right? Yes, you are spot on. 
you're spot on, Karen. That is exactly it. This this is the time now. Same thing. This is why I have been impulsed now to really start building pyramids. And actually, I want to. One of the things I'm really jazzed about is I want to build a pyramid community here uh, in mm-hmm. Florida. Not hopefully not far from my house. <laughs> but uh, but actually, I want to. <laughs> Can you make one near a skating rink? Just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we'll build a skating rink. I mean, really, what I want to do is, you know. If you go to pyramid, pyramidvalley.org, you can see this giant pyramid in India that I, I spoke at. I want to build something like that um, with a wow. world-renowned healing center, with uh, a community, with housing, with uh, even an industrial park, believe it or not, for companies. Oh, that's great. I know yeah, somebody that so, can possibly fund that, so we'll have to get together. Well, we'll definitely them. talk because that's one yeah. of the things that I don't know how we're going to do this, but I know we're going to do it. And yep. I'm, I've been good at manifesting. But, yeah, you're right on. This is the same message I'm getting is that it's time for us to start using this technology, for everybody to start using this technology to heal themselves of the damage, for example, from the COVID vaccines that have nanotech in them. You know, Not all of them have nanotech, but some of them do. And, uh, you know, and of course, you've got the mRNA technology in them that modifies DNA and all kinds of stuff. So how do you heal DNA? Well, this is how you heal it. We talked about this mm-hmm. in my last interview about using Ormus to do it. But if you're, if you're ingesting monoatomic elements and you're eating living food and you're detoxifying the body and you're meditating every day, you can literally restructure matter within the body through meditation. And there's a phenomenal course on this that I just did. I just did a 28-day pyramid meditation course with a man I met in India at Pyramid Valley. He's actually the guy that funded Pyramid Valley. Oh, okay. And, yeah, he's an amazing human being. His name is Shreyans Daga. And for folks that want to check him out, you can go to shreyansdaga.org. That's S-H-R-E-A-N-S-D-A-G-A. .org, He's also got a YouTube channel. If you go search on his name on YouTube, you'll find his channel. On his YouTube channel, he's got this course, and it's free. This is the amazing thing. This guy, like 25 years ago, he was a, he had a wealthy family, and his father was a patriarch of the family, owned all these businesses. He was very wealthy, and his father died and left all of these businesses to his brothers and sisters. And he got the business that was losing money big time. And so he he inherits this l- business that's losing huge amounts of money, and he also got cancer. And so his life was just a mess. And he was probably in his 20s at the time. And uh, he wound up meeting Patraji, this this Indian guru I told you about that teaches pyramid meditation. And Patraji just told him to meditate and meditate with pyramids. And so he did. And he wound up healing himself of cancer in 30 days. Now, he was meditating like five hours a day. And he (laughs) healed himself of cancer in 30 days. And then he was able to turn the business around and make lots of money with it. And then he took that money and invested it. And now he's extremely wealthy. And he has mm. so much money, he's set for life, so he doesn't need to work anymore. So mm. he spends about 60% of his time teaching pyramid meditation and how to manifest, how to manifest the, the life that you want. So okay. he's got, and it's all for free. And this is wow. the amazing thing. That pyramid conference that I spoke at in Hyderabad with 15,000 people, okay, they, they do that whole conference for free. They feed what? 15, 
Yes, it's all for free. They feed 15,000 people three all-you-can-eat meals. And I'm talking about good food. I mean, I was eating it. It was good food. Three all-you-can-eat meals a day for 15,000 people for a month, Karen. This conference goes on for a month, right? And they do it all funded by donations from various people, and Shreyans picks up the remaining tab. And Shreyans funds all of uh, Patrici's travel everywhere and all of his expenses. He paid for me to travel around southern India with Patrici, and he put me up in a five-star hotel in various places. I mean, he's just a really, really generous, loving guy. But this mm. guy knows how to manifest. I mean, boy, does he know how to manifest. And so does Padraji. Padraji manifested 20,000 pyramids all over India of various sizes with no money. He has no money. He has no job. <laughs> right? <laughs> so these guys are masters of, man- of manifestation. And, uh, and so Shreyans put out this course uh, a month ago. It just finished up a few days ago, three hours a day. And it's on YouTube? It's on YouTube for free. Oh, so my if gosh. You go, What's it called? Yeah, um, it's, I saw. I see the Shrans Dega Foundation. That's it. That's, that's his. Channel. That's his channel. Uh, if you, you'll see them labeled day one through day twenty-eight. Let me okay. see if I go there and find it right yeah, quick. Yeah, maybe but, it's on uh, a playlist. Oh, here it is. Online yeah. twenty-eight day mega master course. Twenty twenty-two. Twenty-eight day mega manifestation master course. Wow. Yeah, right. that, that is, the tech, He could charge thousands of dollars for that. I and oh, I'll tell you, sure. I paid tens of thousands of dollars for that kind of information, and it wasn't even as good as what he's putting out. And it's all in one place. Um, oh, so gosh. I would recommend to people get together with some friends. It, because it's a commitment. It's three hours a day, you know? Yeah, that's a big commitment. That's <laughs> right, I can do it. It's a commitment. I mean, it's about an moment. hour and 50 minutes of meditation and an hour and a half of of um, discourse and question and answer. But it's oh, okay. life-changing. And so uh, I went through the course. And, you know, like I said, you and I, I mean, we've been through tons of these kinds of courses, right? Over the years, I mean, I've studied with Joe Dispenza and Bruce Lipton and all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. I've spent tens of thousands of dollars, mm-hmm. and this course has it all and then some, all in one place for free. Mm-hmm. So it was a great nice. reminder. But he also gives a lot of very specifics on like goal setting and all kinds of stuff. It's just phenomenal. Okay. So I highly Aww. recommend. So, but getting back to the questions about the pyramids and everything. So, this is one of the things. One of the things practically you can do is change your life and create the life that you want by meditating with pyramids. And even if you've got my devices around the pyramids, my devices will enhance the pyramids and vice versa. And this is why I'm going to build a big pyramid on my property. The first step in building this community is to build a a good sized meditation pyramid so that people can come and experience it and see the reality of what it can do. And then, you know, we'll hopefully we'll get uh, enough interest that we can fund building a whole community around this and, mm. and create a society like we had thousands of years ago where we had pyramid societies. Like you look at ancient Egypt, like some of the – I've seen drawings of what they said, that you know, like the pyramid, the Giza Plateau, it used to be lush. It was tropical back before mm. the pole shift. And we can have that again. We can have these magnificent pyramid communities, particularly here in Florida. I mean, palm trees and everything, it's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and just build these incredible places and, and have a like-minded community of people that are uplifted and mm. um, healthy and eating live food. That sounds food great. And, yeah, growing food Now I want to make my rink inside a pyramid now that we're talking. 
my rink. I'm like, I want to make it under a pyramid. You totally can do it. And this is something else. I'm going to go in April. I I was out looking. I was going to reserve the domain name pyramidvillage.org and .com for this uh, community, and somebody had already taken it, right? So I went to see who had taken it. It's this really, really cool resort over in Fort Myers, Florida, where this It's in Austria, Florida. <laughs> it's in Florida. Over, it's about a four-hour drive from my house on the west coast of Florida. But the, this couple from Austria in the 90s were into pyramids. They built a resort with all of these cabins that are pyramid-shaped, and it's just oh, gorgeous. It's beautiful. So if you go to pyramidvillage.com, you can see this place. And you can even book a room there if you want. I'm, I'm going down in April to visit and meet with the people and spend four days vacationing there. But when you see this stuff, it's so beautiful and so inspiring. And the energetics, of course, are incredible. It's like who wouldn't want to live in a place like that, you know? Maybe I can so this is why life wave to, to, to go yeah, there exactly, instead of Cancun. Exactly. Instead of you Cancun. better believe I'm going to rope David Schmidt into it. <laughs> yeah, David, we're going there. That's it. You, me, Because he lives Dave. nearby. And, and this is actually what oh, I'm going to propose goodness. to him is that we build an industrial park there for his company and my company and other companies that are mm-hmm. like-minded that are you know building technologies to help humanity. Uh, because you can have a whole community where you've got a complete infrastructure where everything supports you know, economically and other ways supports each other. And yes. so uh, that that's my vision for this. So, so Ooh. you know, we're just getting started on this now. But if anybody's that's interested great. in participating in this, yeah, just get a hold of me through freshandalive.com and uh, we'll put you on a mailing list. And, and uh, once we get more information and stuff going, we'll keep people posted. But most definitely, you know, we're going to need people with all kinds of talents and skills uh, to contribute to all of this. But the first step is to build <laughs> so a, great. a pyramid here on our property, and we'll we'll be doing pyramid building parties uh, for that, mm. so people can pay a little bit of money, come, and we'll basically party while we build this pyramid. That and, sounds uh, great. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my, my dog will want to come, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Dogs and cats love this energy. Oh, oh um, my gosh. But, for sure. So I don't know if I answer all those questions, but but basically these well, pyramids the, are Well, just the one about the the shape, right? Like the Giza versus the Nubian. Okay, yeah. So you have so, to sit in the Giza, not in the Nubian. You can you can create pyramids of different shapes and configurations depending on what you want to do with them. Um, this is one of the things that Valery Uvarov really understands. Valery Uvarov is a Russian pyramid scientist who I also met at the Bosnian pyramids, and I've interviewed him actually on my. Uh, private membership site at uh, freshandaliveclub.com. If you go there, it's a one-time $5 fee to get in the membership. I'm not trying to make money off of subscriptions, so it's just to get people in a private domain so I can tell the truth and we can be open and honest about healing and stuff. So I've got an interview there with Valery Uvarov, and uh, he's fascinating. He's had ET contact and all kinds of stuff. He was in the KGB, and it was his job to investigate UFO incidents. And he wound up investigating one where he was taken up on a giant flying saucer like 15 miles in diameter and taken out and given a tour of our solar system by these human extraterrestrials. And they told him the real history of our solar system and Earth and all kinds of stuff. So that's a really fascinating interview if you want to hear about that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Check it out. Yeah, he's got a lot of hands-on experience building big pyramids. He's And he's built this pyramid. He's doing the same thing. He's building a pyramid community in uh, Siberia uh, near Tomsk, Russia. And so... Um, 
you can see YouTube videos of, of his pyramid complex. He's got like, I think it's like 16 or more pyramids already built there. He's got a large one, I think about 15 feet tall, in the center of this huge parcel. It's spread over maybe, I don't know, a mile or two. He's got a big pyramid in the center, and he's got maybe 20-foot-tall pyramids around that, and then he's got, no, he's got 30-foot-tall pyramids around that, and then he's got 20-foot-tall pyramids around that. It's this huge parcel mm-hmm. of land. And then they're going to build this whole village amongst the pyramids and stuff. So he knows all about pyramids and the energetics of them because he's had real-world experience. And he wound up building a large pyramid for a healing center that some investors wanted him to help build. And then once they got it built, after a period of time, he discovered that it was actually not good to live in a pyramid because it basically amplifies whatever you are. And if you are not spiritually ready for it, you'll wind up manifesting a lot of problems. And so it, it wound up creating a lot of problems for the for the people in that were, you know, working in this pyramid chronically every day. And so he wound up coming out and telling the truth about it. And the investors, of course, they lost a ton of money and they were livid, so they went and tried to smear, smear his name. But he's a really cool guy. He's very interesting and he's very honest. But he knows a lot about the structure, the practical structure of pyramids. So because pyramids are antennas, you can tune them to different frequencies simply by making them out of different materials and changing the angles of the pyramids and the Mm. size. And so because the way an antenna works, a simple antenna is just a piece of wire. So let's say you've got a piece of wire that's one foot long. It can pick up a frequency, a wavelength of one foot long. And so in the same way, a pyramid, you can change the size and you can change the angles of it and tune it to different frequencies that it will pick up. And so well, everybody frequency. wants to know how to have more money, so let's do that one first. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys? I'll tell you a little quick story about <laughs> we that. we got some hands uh, up. I can see. Okay, we, we have some questions yeah. coming. Go ahead. Go well, ahead. actually, if you want to create more money, do Shreyan's Daga's course because it's all about manifestation. But I'll tell you a little funny story. I, I heard Tony Robbins say that wealthy people had the frequency of money, right? So I thought, ooh, well, I can make frequency devices. Let me make a device that has a frequency of money, right? So yeah. I did some experiments with my little stress shield device, the little pocket-sized device, and I created this thing that I was I was going to call it the money magnet and uh, using a frequency that I thought would work. At the time, I knew nothing about cymatics, and so I wound up creating this device. After four days of being with it, I was almost suicidal. It's like <laughs> It's like I didn't want to live. I was so depressed. So I had to quit using it. But what I discovered was, if you're gonna if you're gonna manifest, the thing to do is to use these tried and true structures. Like for example, pyramids. You can either use the pi ratio pyramid or the phi ratio pyramid, which is the pi ratio pyramid is what you have at Giza, and uh, and that that basically what that means is the ratio of the height of the pyramid to the distance of its base is the the number pi. And then a taller, skinnier pyramid is the fee ratio pyramid, which is what a Russian, it was a Russian scientist named Alexander Golod who built a large uh, fee ratio pyramid outside of Moscow and had all kinds of amazing experiences with it before somebody apparently didn't like that it was there shifting the consciousness in Moscow, and so it mm. got blown over in a freak uh, tornado or something. But mm, okay. um, But at any rate, so you can... Basically, all you need to do is you can keep it simple and build a pyramid that has all four sides are just equilateral triangles, and that'll that'll give you basically the Giza pyramid. 
uh, or you can, you know, be a little bit more accurate and you can build the Giza pyramid. You can go online and study the dimensions of the Giza pyramids. That's the pi ratio pyramid. Or you what can are go you building? Uh, I'm going to build a phi ratio pyramid most okay. likely because um, it's good for meditation. It's good for healing. It's good for a bunch of other things. It's also good for stopping hurricanes and severe weather. And um, it, it's taller, so in a smaller one, like the one I'm going to build here on my property, it's only going to be about maybe 30 feet tall or so, maybe 35 at most. And so with that size, I want to be able to get as many meditators in it as possible. And so if it's a taller pyramid, the walls will be straighter, and I'll be able to get more people into it. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking um, the so, opposite. Yeah, but that makes, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, because when they're shorter, okay. like the Giza pyramid, you're going to have at the corners of the. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be too short for people to get in there. Okay, um, that makes sense. Cool. Um, okay, we have a bunch of people with their hands up now. <laughs> get to some questions. Um, thank you for answering that. So I'm going to share uh, the folks with their hands up. The number to call in, 818-514-1190. Hit one. I'm also on the chat. You can ask there as well. If you're live, 818-514-1190. Hit one if you have a question for um, for Ken. And the first person I'll unmute is area code 224. You've been waiting the longest. So let me go ahead and hi. Who's this? First hi, oh. this is Mary. Hey, Mary. Thank you for taking my call. Mary hi. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Um, thank you for taking my call again. Uh, this is so uh, amazing. Every time you talk to Ken, Ken, thank you again uh-huh. for all your information. My pleasure. Um, my question, thank you. Uh, my question is I recently purchased the Rest Shield, and um, it's been in my home in my next to my bed for about two weeks now. So you touched on uh, my question a little bit, the answer can we use the scalar energies to send them to other people for healing? Can we? Um, um, I would only do that with that. their permission. You know, it's it's like you you can't heal other people without their permission. And I'll give you an example where that went disaster disastrously wrong for a friend of mine. Uh, she was not very. Uh, experience in working with consciousness and and these kinds of things and she had a cousin who got cancer and this guy made a t- monument to his cancer he, he created a website and he was doing updates on his cancer and his treatments and of course he was doing conventional medical treatments which didn't work he wound up dying but uh, wow. but he's you know he's drinking the medical Kool-Aid and he's going that route and he and he, he created this monument to his disease which is the exact opposite of what you want to do you know you want to envision health you don't want to envision the disease so he's doing updates on this blog about his cancer every day and stuff and oh. his cousin my friend wanted to help him and so she wound up well she offered to help him and help him go to a, some natural health, healing centers that could help him and he refused and so she went down to South America to John of God, and she started working with John of God, and she started working with John of God is this guy who now actually he's been arrested for, I think, pedophilia. It turns out he was not what he appeared yes, to be. Yes, that's right. That's right. But um, he was working with these entities, like, I don't know, eight or nine or a dozen or so entities that he channeled that would go through other people and, and help him do healings and, and help other people get healed. And so from time to time, he would 
uh, train people to work with his so-called guides and help heal people. And so I've met several folks like that. So my friend wound up going to John of God, and she became a surrogate to help her cousin. Mm-hmm. Now, John of God should have known better than to even do this, but he did it. So they mm-hmm. used her as a surrogate to send energy to her cousin to help heal him. And, man, she wound up getting possessed big time by all these really nasty entities. She went through hell. And, of course, she didn't tell me any of this, right? So she winds up manifesting car wrecks and disease and all kinds of stuff. And before she finally was, like, completely desperate, and she called me up. She's like, I need your help. And so I wound up helping her, and I helped her clear the stuff. But it took a lot of work. And uh, you can't... You can't interfere with somebody's karmic path. You can guide them mm-hmm. if they mm-hmm. are open to it. You can help them if they're open to it. But you can't go fixing somebody else. And everybody's here, you know, for their own reasons and their own paths, even if it uh, appears to be painful and destructive. You know, it's like all these people that uh, went through the COVID scenario and, and have manifested death and disease and all kinds of problems. It's like it's a learning experience that these souls have to go through and they chose it they chose it you know it's um if you tell people about this stuff and they're not open to it then you have to honor that you can certainly tell people and you can certainly tell people repeatedly <laughs> but you know <laughs> uh, it, it, you know it, it, it reaches a point where it's like you know you don't want to be a past and you don't want, you don't want to interfere with their life uh, you know, you also don't want to give up on people, but you have to recognize that there's a balance there. And so, you know, I, I only share with people who I think are open or maybe open to it. And if they're not, then I don't bother with them. You know, there's, um, there's, you really can't fix somebody else. So I would just be cautious about that. Uh, but you can certainly do it with yourself and anybody who's interested. So what I do is get together with all of my friends who are like-minded, who are into this stuff, and then we amplify each other. You know, we get together and we mm-hmm. meditate and we have parties and bonfires and we have a lot of fun and we do a lot of energy work. And and uh, and we also, I, I used to, I haven't done it in a while and I need to get back to doing this. I used to do these things called light tables, which are really a lot of fun where you get a group of maybe five or six, seven people together and get a massage table, and you put one person on the massage table, and everybody just directs energy, healing energy, into them. And you do that maybe a half an hour for each person, and you take turns, so everybody gets a turn, and those are amazing. Those are, I mean, I've seen profound healings doing that. So those are the kinds of things you can do, but I wouldn't go trying to fix anybody if they're not open to it. You can certainly ask for permission. If they're open to it, then you can work with them. Okay. Wow. Thank you. Uh, now, as far as uh, manifesting money, I, since I do have the rest shield. <laughs> well, manifesting money, if you my course, he gives you very, very practical information about how to do that. And I can tell you this. I've been doing his, and I've always been good at manifesting. I'm not rich, but I've always had what I've wanted and what I've needed. But manifestation is about feeling. It's like if you want to be wealthy, you, first of all, you've got to ask yourself, why do you want to be wealthy? Because mm-hmm. what we really want is a feeling, right? Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we, we really spend our lives seeking out feelings. We want to feel good. So, you know, in the paradigm that we're in, money can give you freedom. It can give you a lot of things. It can make your life easier. And so... What you want to focus on is the feelings that money would bring you. 
as opposed to having a pile of money in your bank or whatever, you know. Uh, I mean, you can certainly do that as well, but this is one of the things that Shreyans teaches, and it's imagining in meditation, visualizing and feeling uh, what it is to be wealthy and to have all that you want and need, having plenty and being able to help other people, whatever it is that you want to do with your wealth. It's envisioning it, feeling it, and being it because mm-hmm. you you become what you Absolutely. are. Absolutely. You know, it's mm-hmm. like whatever frequency you're holding, whatever you're feeling, whatever you're feeling about the future especially, and whatever you're focused on and envisioning is what you become. So how many of us spend an hour of our day envisioning what we want in the future? Not many. And this is one of the things that meditation can do for you. You know, people think, like when I, years ago before I knew about meditation, I went to a, I went to a, 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 a Tibetan mandala drawing session. These Tibetan monks were, you know, doing a sand drawing, these mandalas that they do. And they had a meditation beforehand. I didn't know what meditation was. I didn't know anything about it. And I'm sitting there, doing what I thought was meditation, and and I started seeing all this stuff, past lives and things. And um, and that was the beginning of my experience opening me up to meditation. But I didn't know what meditation was. I thought meditation was just calming down and relaxing, and that was it. Mm. But what meditation really is, is letting go of your focus in 3D reality, slowing down your brainwave state, slowing down your breath, slowing down your heart, and opening up the heart so that you develop coherence with your brainwaves and you develop coherence with your heart. And then you focus on what it is you want and you'll manifest it much more easily. And it's like learning a musical instrument. You know, it takes repetition. It takes practice. It takes doing it every day. And so since I've taken, I've been meditating for like 20, 25 years on a regular basis, but since I did uh, Shreyan's course, I've been meditating every single day at least an hour and a half a day. Wow. And you know, it used to be, I, it might be 15 minutes, it might be an hour, but now I'm consistently meditating every day for an hour and a half with my wife. And so we're both focusing on what we want to create or if we want to heal something, you know, it's like if we want to improve our health in some way or whatever. And so we've been focusing on that. And that's how you manifest. And that's what Shreyan's course teaches. It's, it's very specific. He gets into goal setting and all kinds of very specific stuff. It's really, really nifty. Wow, thank you. I'm on uh, uh, org, and there's yeah. all kinds of meditations on it, dissolving your ego, connect to source energy, Oh, I'll, uh, I'll post that in our Light Warrior Network group, uh, Mary. I have the exact link to that playlist. Yeah, it's uh, okay. on his website. It's the um, master course or master class. Yeah, it's called um, Mega Master Course, 28-Day yeah. Mega Master Course. I'm, I'm on yeah. the YouTube channel, okay. so I see it. And right it's on the homepage oh, right now. Oh, you're on the YouTube right because I'm, well. I'm on, his, yeah. uh, on his website. Yeah. On the yeah, website. it's on YouTube. Okay. And then if you, if you search on Shreyans Daga on YouTube, S-H-R-E-A-N-S-D-A-G-A, two words, and you go to the videos or go to the playlist, there's a uh, online 28-day Mega Master course. That's it. That's it. Okay. And I, yeah. what I did, Perfect. because I was doing it live with him every day, I did it at my computer, and I had um, a Microsoft document, Microsoft Word document open so I could take notes as he was lecturing. 
because there's like an hour and 15 minutes of meditation, and then he has a lecture, and then he has question and answer. So I took lots and lots of notes, and then now I'm reviewing those notes and meditating on it. You know, mm. that's how you manifest. You know, it's like what you're focusing on. I also, what's interesting too, I've stopped watching the news. I didn't watch a lot of news, but now I have absolutely no interest in the news because what you discover when you start manifesting well is that it doesn't really matter what's going on in the world. I mean, it, it matters from the standpoint that we want to alleviate other people's suffering and serve humanity, but it's like what I have found consistently over the years is that when I need to know something, spirit brings the information to me, and I, I'm always protected and I'm always safe. So I've never found that watching the news ever gave me a piece of information that was crucial to my continued happiness. You know, it's like it's like last July I got hit with an energy weapon and I almost died, and the news didn't help me with that. Nope. <laughs> you know, it was like, nope. Wow. Or my wife, you know, my wife picked up a spike protein infection from COVID. She almost died. It wasn't the news that helped me get her through that. So, so mm. when you kind of let go of being a news junkie and that kind of stuff, maybe tune in every once in a while just to kind of have an idea of it, um, and you start focusing on these positive, uplifting things and creating what you want, then they will come to you much more quickly. Got it. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I appreciate Very you taking welcome. my call. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. Dr. Karen. My pleasure. Thanks for calling in, Mary. Okay, I'm going to meet you Absolutely. in our next caller, 970. That's the area code. Hi, who's this? Oh, boy, it's Nan again. Hi. Hi, Hi Nan. you both. Hi. Hey. Ken, I'm, I talked to Laura Van Tyne. I had two sessions, but I still got the friggin' aliens bothering me, and I'm getting my rest shield today. It should be arriving because that's what I can afford. So I'm wondering if I can use somehow use the rest shield to get rid of these buggers. Um, and I think it's my DNA because my mother was an abductee, alien yeah. DNA, and I think that's how they are gaining access. Laura said, well, we've got to find out how they're getting to you. And it occurred to me last night, oh, it's through the DNA. Yeah, and, and that's it. It, it. And it also it, it has a lot to do with karma and the frequency you're holding and all kinds of stuff. I've had, because uh, I've had ET contact my whole life, and it, fortunately it wasn't negative. Yeah. And it, but, um, but you basically, they can't, they can't bother you if you're holding the right frequency. Because um, it used to be uh, years ago, when I was not as, I hadn't had as much experience, I would get, from time to time, I would get entities attacking me, and sometimes they're really bad, being in really bad shape physically and emotionally from it, um, until I learned my own power, and I learned how to, you know, keep them away. And part of it, actually, is having these, these rest shields around. Laura, for those people listening that don't know, Laura Van Tyne is a friend of mine I met at a conference, and she clears entities from people and places. And uh, various kinds. It can be extraterrestrials, interdimensional, whatever. But she's dealt with some really nasty big entities. And I had, um, there was a woman who was possessed who was uh, stalking me and, and doing a lot of negative things. And uh, I couldn't get her off my back. And so Laura helped me. That's what she does. I, I, the way that I met her, we were at a conference, and I'd never heard of her. And she was up speaking, and I was watching her presentation. And at the end of her presentation, she says, she she goes through this whole spiel of how she had to go through all these hoops and things to to learn how to clear entities, and then she goes, but now I have a secret weapon. 
and she shows a picture of the rest shield. She says, there's this guy named Ken Rolla who creates this device called the rest shield. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm sitting in the audience, right? She had no idea I was in the audience. <laughs> that you were even there. Yeah, so afterward I came up to her. I was like, oh, my God, I didn't know you knew about this stuff. And so we got to be friends, and um, she, she's helped me. But what I found is, yeah, having those pyramids around, having the home shield around, entities just don't come around because they don't like the frequency of it. Now, if you've got some kind of a karmic agreement or something else going on with some ETs, then they can yeah. be harder. They can be harder to get rid of, but you can still get rid of them because it, it's like people. You know, you can have parasitic people around <laughs> you that don't want to let go and stop bothering you. But if you do the right things, you can get rid of them. And and it boils well, down to claiming your power yeah. and standing up for yourself and not, you know, not, yeah. just not allowing which, it. Which I haven't, which I haven't done. So basically what I defined after our uh, sessions is that, and we have another one uh, coming up sometime when she sends me a link, uh, is that, oh, I'm losing my thought. Oh boy. Um, oh God, I'm just losing my thought here. Um, All right. Oh, she said, she said that, um, the their brokers, the grays that I'm dealing with are uh-huh. brokers. And so I get that they actually changed my mother's DNA and filled uh, so the kids, you know. So I have, I have, I was bred to be a cash cow for them. So these are, these grays are energy brokers. Mm. And, so, and from in utero, they've been affecting me from in utero. So it wasn't like sense. a choice, a conscious choice, and I'm going, okay, I'm well, going to Well, they were probably feeding off of you before you were even born, you know? And That's right. That's right. That's right. So I'm wondering how I could use the rest shield to maybe get rid of them. Um, well, you do everything but you know, in your power. You detox your body. You raise your frequency. You meditate. You focus on loving, uplifting thoughts. You surround yourself with loving, uplifting people and, and surround yourself with beauty and um, mm-hmm. it's anything you can do to raise your frequency because it's, you can think of it like this. If you were living in a, uh, let's say, in a really low-end trailer park with a lot of crackheads and crime and stuff, <laughs> you know, yeah. and you don't want to be in that environment, you're probably going to have to move, number one. You can raise your frequency to a certain degree in an environment like that, and it won't touch you. But do you really want to, if you raise your frequency, do you want to be around that stuff, right? So it's the same thing with these kinds of entities. You have to do everything in your power to raise your frequency, which includes improving your diet, eating living food, detoxing, um, surrounding yourself with loving and uplifting people and events and activities and surrounding yourself with beauty. Um, you know, and it doesn't have to take a lot of money either. I've, I've got plenty of friends who have done this and I've done it without much money. Um, but when you raise your frequency, they won't want to be around it. You know, it's 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 like vinegar to the bees. They don't. They just don't want to be around it. Um, and also, when they know that you've claimed your power, it's like entities used to come around every now and then with me, and they would, uh, you know, like want to latch onto me. I'm like, look, I know you're there. Don't even bother because you're not going to have a good time. And uh, <laughs> eventually, you know. You might as, well, might as well just go on your merry way. And they would because they knew that I had the power to drive them off. And they knew that I knew they were there. And I wasn't in victimhood and I wasn't fearful of them. It's like I've never been afraid of ghosts. You know, when I was in Boy Scouts, I used to go walking in the woods in the dark and scare other people because 
<laughs> I, I wasn't afraid of the dark. I wasn't afraid of entities and stuff. And so when you're not afraid of these things, then they don't have any power over you, and then they'll leave you alone. Yeah, uh-huh. even though I, they bred me to be a power source because they're energy brokers. Mm-hmm. Well, you can so, change your so you know, you change your DNA. I mean, that's part of what Shreyan's meditations are about. And the last interview I did with Karen, we talked about healing DNA with Ormus and Skater Energy, right. living food, right. chlorophyll, you know, all this stuff. Um, and then, you know, epigenetics, uh, this is something we haven't really talked about in this, which we should, is that, I mean, this is what Shreyan's Daga is teaching. It's epigenetics. It's using your consciousness to change your physical structure and your DNA. And we, right. and we have to do this. It's like, you know, Karen and I were talking about what do you do with this nanotech from the vaccines or the nanoparticles they're spraying in chemtrails and stuff. You can do meditations and clear that stuff. You can physically alter matter in your body and get rid of this stuff. And so if somebody doesn't have a lot of money for supplements and technologies and things to clear this stuff out of them, they can just sit and meditate and do it, you know. So these these are the kinds of things that I would recommend. Um, do it. It's really so holding high rest, frequency. I'm, I'm hoping the rest of the shield can help with that because Laura said it, it changed. It definitely life, will so. help. You know, I mean, um, uh, um, a lot of people, like body workers, have told me um, that it will drive away entities when they're working on people. And mm. uh, so it, it definitely will. Nice. And Laura, you know, Laura Van Tyne, I mean, she swears by it. She says it's her secret weapon for driving away entities. Yep, yep, yep. And so I just got a 60-day notice. The owner wants to sell my house. So I'm out of the Santa Cruz Mountains in about 58 days. Mm. And I'm looking for a place to live. I'm thinking, like, well, you're making Florida sound better. Yeah, <laughs> I know, eh? At yeah. least right now, you know, I mean, so Florida, now. our governor has been really fighting for the rights of the average people, so right. we don't have masks or mandates or any of that nonsense, and it's we're, it's normal. Right. And, of course, the people I hang yeah. out with, uh, we've got a small community of people around here that are a lot of fun, that are very awake and aware. And so, um, you know, Daytona Beach is where I live. I, I live south of Daytona, but, you know, it's a, it's kind of a rednecky town because of the racetrack and everything, but there's, <laughs> it, it, it is, it's kind of low vibe because of that racetrack and the stuff that it attracts, but um, but less and less that's the case and more and more, like I had a, a yoga instructor the other day told me that my town, New Smyrna Beach, is a new Shakti place to, to be, and I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's really because of all this energetic work we've done here, and and I know, like, a bunch mm-hmm. of people have moved here uh, to be in proximity to me and my work. So we've got some really cool people. Like, there's a guy from India here now who's a meditator who's a he's a one of uh, Shreyans and Patraji's students who's um, living here. And so we, we get together and have bonfires and potlucks and have a good old time. So, yeah, it's a good place. Sounds good. Sounds good. But there are people like okay. that all over the place. I've been and I've traveled all over yep. the world. I was in San Diego one time. It was hilarious. Some lady was telling me like, now San Diego is like the raw food capital of the world. That's where David Wolf came mm. from, you know. And oh he yeah. His whole raw food empire there, right? And I was there, and some lady was. I was doing a talk. Some lady said, "I just feel so isolated. There's no raw food people around here." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> So wow. there are enlightened people everywhere holding the frequency. You know, you just have to right. sniff them out. 
and know where they hang out. You know, health food stores a lot of times is a good place to start. Um, yoga studios, you know, places where they do body work or, or like um, like Meetup. I don't know if it's anymore. I haven't been on Meetup in a long time, but Meetup.com. They've got groups where, you know, like meditation groups and law of attraction groups and all kinds of stuff like that. So you start looking around and you start finding the more enlightened people in your area wherever you're at. And, and you know, and here's what I recommend. The way to attract people like that is to have a party that would attract yeah. somebody like that because who doesn't want to have fun, right? Ooh. Now. Especially right, yeah. with all the mask mandates and all the COVID fear and stuff like that, you're naturally not going to attract anybody who's got those kind of fears, right? Um, right. So if you have a party, like a pyramid mm. party or, uh, you know, something like that or a meditation or whatever, uh, you know, or if you, for example, this uh, Shreyan's Daga meditation course, you know, just put it out there, invite people to do this course with you. Uh, you know, like I have a support group to do the course every day. And that, that really helps to, to, you know, do it every day for three hours. Uh, for 28 days, um, mm. but make it fun, you know, it's like years ago, I was very blessed to have this modeled for me when I lived in North Carolina about 30 years ago, there was a lady named Barbara Marciniak who channeled all this Pleiadian stuff, and she wrote a bunch of books, yeah. Bringers yeah. of the Dawn, and, and uh, uh, Earth's Living Library, and some others, she, amazing stuff. So Barbara was doing these channelings at this farm out in the country outside of Raleigh, North Carolina, and uh, I found out about it, and I started going to them. And, oh, my God, it was so much fun. It was a gigantic party. We would get together, and Barbara would channel. We'd have a bonfire, and Barbara would channel all this amazing stuff, like all the stuff that's going on right now she was channeling 30 years ago. And, mm. and we'd have a huge potluck. We'd eat all this good food, and it was awesome. And then people decided to start having these longer camping weekends, like three-, four-day weekends, and Barbara would channel, and everybody would camp out, and we would make good food. And um, they had a little spring on the property, and the, the owner of the property wanted to dig it out and turn it into a swimming hole. So we started digging it out and turning it into a swimming hole, and we had to do something with the mud. So these were basically a bunch of hippy-dippy type folks, and we decided to take <laughs> the mud and build a serpent mound like the Native Americans did. And, at, and it turned into this little Burning Man kind of event where, you know, a couple of times a year we would get together and we'd dig out this spring and party and have a good time and and have all these amazing channelings. And after, like, four years, the hole was, like, 25 feet across and, like, five, six feet deep. And the the mud that we built this serpent mound into became 65 feet long and about three feet high and four feet oh wide. And because it was basically a bunch of hippies, there were people coming from all over the world bringing rocks and stones and crystals and putting them into the clay. Now, this clay was North Carolina red clay, which is high in hormones mm. to begin with. And then we put all these crystals into it, and without even knowing it, nobody knew anything back then, but we created this giant piece of organite, and we created this vortex on this property because that spring water was high in Ormus. We created this big round hole. We created this big skater vortex there. And it was so much fun. We had so many parties there, and it was just awesome. And, I mean, some of the best days of my life were spent there. So you can do that kind of stuff, you know. Just get together, yeah. party, have potlucks, have fun, and do these things, do these meditations and talk about this stuff and, uh, you know, build a pyramid. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. i got to pick a, yeah. pick a to do it in. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Thank right. You. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Okay. All right. I'm going to meet Thanks you up so. here. All right. 
That was cool. All right, so I think our last caller for today is 315. I think I know who this is. <laughs> still here, so patient. Hi there. 315. Can you hear me now? Patty, yeah. right? Hi there. Yeah, this is Patty. Yay. Hi, Hi Patty. Um, Ken, I... You know, of course, I could use the healing from your devices, obviously, and would love to be able to get the home shield. But I was wondering if you had any recommendations for all of us about what we might be able to do to change the situation that's happening over in the Ukraine. Yeah, well, first of all, uh, I wouldn't believe what the news is saying about it, Um, because I... I have contacts in the military intelligence agencies in various mm-hmm. places, and it's definitely not not what the news, particularly the mainstream news, is saying is going on. Um, uh, but definitely for anywhere, at any time, no matter what's going on, we can definitely do things to help prevent anything negative from manifesting there. And so... I would say yes. You number one thing is getting in a group meditation, which you can do online in various ways. Um, one of the things that I am going to do very soon is do a group meditation with a quantum biofeedback machine. Uh, quantum biofeedback machines are skater energy devices that are very sophisticated, and they can do all kinds of amazing things. And they're designed for for healing people, um, but you can do a group meditation, even online with people scattered all over the world. And this thing, mm-hmm. it will put out skater frequencies that will act as carrier waves for the thoughts and intentions of the group and accelerate their manifestation. And so you can do the same thing with a pyramid. You know, you can get together with people and meditate around a pyramid or one of my devices like the, sky, the home shield or the rest shields or... Or you can use quantum biofeedback, or you can just do it as a group together without any of those devices. You know, you can just get together in a group and meditate. The more, the more people that you have in a group meditating, the stronger the manifestation is going to be because everybody is creating these skater vortexes all the time. And when you get together in a group, especially if you're in a circle, this is why native people around the world historically have gotten together and done ceremony in circles and they had their dwellings that were circular shaped. It's because you create a skater vortex, and when you're with a group of people, the bigger the group, the stronger the skater vortex. So just like my home shield device creates a big vortex that can clear chemtrails and stuff and balance the weather, you can do the same thing with a meditation circle, and I've done that, actually. I've taken meditation groups out in my backyard and cleared the skies of chemtrails and even altered the weather with meditation, with focused meditation. So that's, those are the kinds of things I would recommend. And if you want to enhance it, you can ingest uh, a little bit of Ormus, which will raise the superconductivity in the body, and that will accelerate your ability to manifest. Now, you don't want to overdo it, because if you overdo it, then you can manifest things willy-nilly from stray thoughts that you weren't in- intending to manifest. But there's a product called Liquid Mana. You go to liquidmana.com. They have different strengths of this water, but it's Ormus water. And I would get the strongest one. I don't remember which one that is, but you get the strongest one. And you can take a couple of tablespoons of that, maybe half an hour to an hour before you meditate. Uh, And also, we've got Vancouver Island Ormus on my website at freshandalive.com. And then uh, there was another product I was thinking about as well. You can take 
But basically, you raise the superconductivity in the body, and then you go meditate and focus on everybody being safe and happy and healthy in that country or that area, wherever it is. And uh, it definitely will help. You know, it's been proven that meditation can alter events on the planet. And so, yeah, then why is it that so many groups that I've worked with, you know, mostly remotely now, they're very hesitant to work as a group on changing the situations that we've been dealing with? You know, well, there's one or two or three or four people that are very interested in doing that, and then, you know, it gets shot down by people who just want to relax and want to focus. <laughs> Well, that, you know, I, unfortunately, that's yeah, human nature. Most people, most people don't care enough to look out for their fellow human beings. You know, I mean, I hate to say it, but most people are very self-serving. Uh, I mean, that's part of the mind control on planet Earth. So you find the people that are willing to and, and, mm-hmm. and work with them. I mean, it's like my local group; they love getting together and meditating. You know, it's like especially with a pyramid. Uh, this mm-hmm. one friend of mine who is an Indian guy, he's got a powered pyramid, not one of mine, it's from another person that's got this big powered pyramid, and we'll get into that thing and meditate, and that's a real trip. Um, but you've got to attract people who are into this stuff and work with them. you know. Or if you do it online, you can just put it out there through whatever, social media or websites or whatever, mailing lists, whatever ways you have access to and develop a group online where people can get together and do it from time to time. You know, that's yeah. one of the things I want to do it's with Gates. Very powerful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, for example, um, one of the uh, – she's quite famous uh, skater person. I just happened to be on Facebook looking through the feed and saw that her family had lost their dear cat and everyone was devastated. And uh, she said, I, I know the cat's alive, and, you know, I think somebody stole her and all this kind of stuff. And so I, you know, commented, you know, I'm so sorry you're going through this. I said, if you'd like my Light Warrior Network group to to, to pray and do some healing around that, just PM me if that, you know, if, if, you, if it's not comfortable, that's fine, too. Just wanted to let you know that we've found many a cat and dog <laughs> mm-hmm. through our concerted efforts. So she did PM me right away. And this is a non-woo-woo person, okay? She's like a famous skater. <laughs> and And uh, I just said, I need your permission. So she said, yes, yes, please, anything, anything. I said, okay. I said, and I'm going to teach you a little spiritual technology here. I want you to get your family together, and you're going to celebrate that your cat is back. You know, hoot and holler and have fun and like a party. Practice that. That's your job. We'll do the rest. So sure enough, I said to my Light Warrior Network group, hey, need some help here. Uh, here's my friend, Naomi. She's uh, missing her cat. You guys have been so awesome at being able to find lost pets in the past. I'm just asking for some prayers and healing here. And just people said, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it, right? And we all do it at all different times. We're not even doing it together. Like my prayer is like five minutes, okay? So because <laughs> uh, I'm very efficient. And, uh, you know, and uh, pretty much I think within 48 hours, I saw the alert that says, she's been found. You know, somebody found her and returned yeah. her and we're so happy. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, this is like normal stuff for us, right? We've moved hurricanes. Exactly. We've done all sorts of things. And it's just there as a group. So exactly. you can ask for anything. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wonderful. And I just That's why I love hanging out with Karen. She's happen. so amazing. She's such a powerful manifester and you know, most people have been so brainwashed and mind-controlled to be disempowered. They don't believe in their own power, but it can. Mm-hmm. We are that powerful. We can do that all the time. We can create miracles yep. all the time. Yes, 
Yeah. Yes, and she is. Yeah. I'll tell you, I asked for help last summer with my grandson. I don't know if you remember that, Karen. No, I but don't. <laughs> he, was having very, he was having very invasive surgery, extremely invasive mm-hmm. surgery. And uh, I asked for any healing that you could send. And my God, I've never heard of somebody recovering so quickly in my whole life. Wow. You know, he just, uh, he got off pain meds like on the second day, you know. Wow. Wow. And yes, wow. (laughs) I mean, there's still restrictions, what he can do and what he can't do, because he was a, a big skateboarder. And now he can't do that for the time being. He's got to go back and have another surgery in a few years. But um, he really recovered, like, miraculously. Thank you so much. Well, let me tell you about a technology that may help him get back on the skateboard and do what he was doing without injuring himself again. Um, There's a lady named Sherry Edwards, and that's S-H-A-R-R-Y. And let me go search and find her website. Um, Sherry Edwards... Is an amazing woman who developed. Well, she has this gift that um, she can listen to a person's voice and tell what their health status is in great detail, and then she can tone and heal them. And I had a friend. Uh, well, she wound up um, developing a technology that can do the same thing because she wanted other people to be able to do what she could do, and so she developed this bioacoustic technology for healing and it works unbelievably well so i found out about her through a friend of mine who had the technology and just so happens she lived close to my brother and my brother had he worked construction and he had fallen off a ladder and got his leg stuck in the ladder rungs and snapped his ankle in two he was 25 feet up fell 25 feet broke his ankle shattered his foot he was in intense pain and he was telling the doctors he just wanted to die, just let him die. He was in so much pain. So the doctors wired his foot together and gave him a bunch of pain meds and sent him home and said, you're going to be bedridden for three months, and then you're going to be on crutches for another three months. So I contacted my friend. I was talking to her about something, and she mentioned, I told her about my brother, and she said, well, this technology is phenomenal for healing, that kind of stuff. And so she wound up using it on him. And the way it works basically is it's computer software where you record your voice into a computer. It analyzes the audio signal, and then it will program an analog audio player, kind of like an analog MP3 player that you listen to for several hours a day. So he, I got him all this stuff, and she programmed the box, and he listened to it for three hours a day because he was bedridden. And so... After a week, I called. My mom was taking care of him, so I called my mom to see how he was doing. And she said, well, he can't come to the phone right now because he's out mowing grass with a push <laughs> in one week. Right? Wow. So his bones were completely restructured in one week, and he was able to function normally. But the weird thing was, not only did it do that, but my brother, who was a very defeatist and negative person, suddenly became very positive and uplifted and was like making all these goals for himself. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And so since then, I've seen that happen over and over again. It can do amazing things, especially with bone. Um, And my friend gave me many testimonials. And then Sherry Edwards' own son, he was in a motorcycle wreck and had his 
upper leg bone, his femur, shattered and shoved up into his abdomen, and it ripped his guts all up. And she used it on him, and he was healed so completely in two or three months that the doctors, when they x-rayed him, they couldn't even tell there was ever a fracture. So it's amazing technology, but what it's doing is restructuring matter at the subatomic level because sound and scalar waves are kind of the flip side of the coin. They both are what create matter. And so uh, so that technology, her website is Sound Health sound Options. Health oh, yeah, Sound Health SoundHealthOptions.com. Uh, amazing technology. That there aren't that many practitioners. There's none in Florida, but if you can find one, it's well worth it. Patty, Kathy Holmeyer yeah. is a practitioner. Oh, Ooh. there you go. Yes, my best friend. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> she's, been pu- she's been pushing this. It's like not pushing it, but she's like, you gotta try this. You gotta try it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. You know, um, the funny thing is, I heard Sherry talk. So, and I, you know, I'm, I'm not Sherry, obviously, but I heard Sherry talk just for a brief minute on a interview, and I said, uh, Kathy, I said, uh, you know, does Sherry have some kidney issues because she has that that kidney voice, you know, from from Chinese medicine. Yeah. She was actually yes, Sherry did say that's her vulnerable area, her kidneys. <laughs> so yeah. I ended up diagnosing her with. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right. little I knew about Chinese medicine uh, and that kind of stuff. But, yeah, so Kathy's really into that, and she actually does a, uh, a free thingy, you know. So, Patty, you know how to get a hold of Kathy. Um, so you can definitely um, get some of that. But I'm so glad you mentioned this, Ken. Kathy will be so pleased. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's amazing technology. <laughs> Yeah, that it is. So we, we got to run, guys. We only got a few minutes before we go. So thank you so much, um, Patty, for calling in. Thank you both. Yeah, thank, thank you, Patty. Ken. Thank you, Karen. You're very welcome. Pleasure, pleasure. Um, Kent, I want to share a couple of uh, websites, so freshandalive.com and freshandaliveclub.com. Highly recommend people get uh, that uh, nominal $5 membership so you can see some of the uh, things that Ken is not able to post publicly um, and check out, oh, gosh, so much information there, just webinars, interviews, all sorts of stuff there. It's awesome. Um, And uh, if you're interested in the uh, home shell, I do have a pretty link, it's an affiliate link, of mine. Um, it is KarenCan.com forward slash home shield. Um, and that's the one that helps to break up um, pollution and chemtrails and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, and please, please use Karen's affiliate links, folks. Use Karen to support her because she does. It's not easy making a living in natural health, especially when you're a medical doctor, believe it or not, because medical doctors get attacked the most. So definitely go there. <laughs> yeah, it's like I just uh, Facebook just says we're restricting your you again. And I'm like I can, I can mm-hmm. really. <laughs> anyway, so um, <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit challenging. Uh, thank you so much, Ken, for being on the show. This delight as usual. I look forward to our yeah. our next show. We're going to talk about alien contact and your personal Ooh. experiences and what you know <laughs> about that. And and I'm getting the message from sources past weekend to share with people. We did a little, you know, healing on the Thirst Medicine Digest around our um, programmed biases against mm-hmm. anyone that doesn't look like us. <laughs> we already mm-hmm. have issues with race and all that kind of stuff. Well, there's interspecies, you know, racial tensions as well. So that was one of the, uh, the healings we did this weekend. And uh, the people that had watched it and, you know, decided to uh, receive uh, said that they felt some pretty amazing shifts um, not knowing that they would. So that's pretty cool. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to our next show. 
Yeah, that would be funny. It would be, be funny to see if, if the lizard people show up. That'll, I think people will forget all about the color of people's skin. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> well, supposedly we're in that uh, we're now uh, dimensionally converged into there. So, you know, if they're not holographically projecting something else, we should be able to see them easily with our naked eyes. And, and yeah. uh, if they're if they're high vibe, I'm more than happy to, you know, yeah. ha- have a chat. <laughs> yeah. thank, thank you, Ken. We'll have to figure out how we can, you know, meet in person again. Maybe we'll go to that pyramid place together. That'd be really fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, thanks everyone right. for listening in and thank you, Ken. Take care. Thank Lots you. of love. Bye everyone. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details.